guys, welcome to the Second Look Podcast, or Second Look at Wedding Filmmaking Podcast. I like to just call it Second Look Podcast, because it's a little bit easier and shorter. But, too late now, I already submitted everything to iTunes and whatnot, so... (laughs) Anyway, just as far as just saying hello, I'm going to just say Second Look Podcast. Um, Yeah, so I hope uh, life is good for you, whoever's listening to it. And, um, the holidays were good, so I'm filming, I was about to say filming, (laughs) I'm filming this, uh, podcast, (laughs) um, just after January, so Christmas and New Year's and all that's done with, and if I had to rate my Christmas from a 1 to 10, I would give it a 1.5, yeah, that's a, <laughs> it was a rough one. I don't know, it just sucked pretty bad. Um, So, there's that. Hope you guys had a good one, though. Obviously, as you can tell, I don't sound like a sexy man normally. I wish I did. But I only do because I am really sick. So what, what else better to do than um, be sick and be at home is uh, talk into a mic and sound like... A sexy gay. What's that guy's name uh, that does voiceovers? He's like black dude. What is it? Martin or Morgan Freeman. Man, he's got awesome. He's got an awesome voice. He does those voiceovers for those animal shows. (coughs) Sorry. Yeah, so anyway. Hope you had a good break. Um... This show is going to make... I'm doing another list. That's it. Maybe I'm Mr. List Guy. And uh, it's kind of part of being just a single guy. Hopefully, maybe I could uh, talk to other shooters. Maybe I could find some local guy that I know. Um, Or if you want to, you know, Skype together and do a show and just have a conversation. uh, It helps for the uh, thought process. Because when it's just me talking, that's a tough one. So... Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. How do you like that? So, I'm making a list again. I guess lists help me when I'm doing my other job. It's a job that's good for, you can do your job, but still, you know, contemplate the meaning of life. <laughs> so, it's, it's easy to grab a, a list and just start <clears throat> writing stuff down. So, um, yeah, this show is going to be about cheapness, and it's going to be controversial. People aren't going to like it, some people. Some people just might, no, not controversial, but just full-on someone might disagree with me. Um, But for me, this is what's worked, and I wanted to talk about that. It's kind of important. Some things, finances-wise are just gonna kill you you're not gonna be successful in business or or well yeah any any business for that matter but my only experience as far as running a business is is this so i'll fully know that business itself is you know (laughs) it's a it's a new scene for me well one thing's for sure is if you spend too much money buying things that are unnecessary for the stage or phase that you're at 
with your business, you're just going to go broke. Like if you're just starting to run a, get a restaurant up and going and you buy the nice $17,000 oven and it's all badass, <laughs> that's good. That's great. But you're going to, you've now stepped, taken a few steps back as far as getting towards your goal of being profitable when you could have just bought a kind of nice used $1,200 oven or whatever. Just a silly analogy there, but thing, same thing goes with wedding filmmaking. I mean, there's so many aspects of it that cost money and people trying to nickel and dime you. I mean, things like wedding wire, the not, you know, advertising and marketing. I mean, you could go broke just doing that when you don't need to. Um, you could go broke, obviously, buying gear. I mean, gears, this is a pretty big gear-heavy episode, so if you're into gear talk, that'd be cool. But just when it comes to pricing um, and costs, and is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it? I'll just, so I'm just telling you my experience. How do you like that? Let's, let's go into the, into it. Uh, <laughs> so this mainly is just what, you know, when to go cheap and then when not to go cheap on things. A lot of it's about gear, but most of it's about just stuff as well. And I'll just go down the list and, um, just tell you what, in my experience, what, what has been beneficial to go cheap on that you don't need and and you see others spending thousands of dollars and it's not and it, it just it baffles me and I know it wouldn't work for me and a lot of this stuff you kind of need to figure out on your own but my goal for this whole business really was to be simple effective um minimal profitable and low stress some people, those goals are the complete opposite. <laughs> They're like, I want to be a Fortune 500 company that shoots 300 weddings a year. And, you know, I've got multiple brands and I'm everything I pay for is top notch. And I, it's an investment. And so your goal is complete opposite of mine. You know, I, I, I want to have like, I want to be able to not ever, not once go into debt. That should be clear. I mean, just the fact that I have to say it is kind of scary that some people will buy gear on credit cards. The only time you should ever buy gear with credit cards is if you're buying it to pay it off in full at that end of that month, and then you get rewards. So, like, you buy a $5,000 camera. Yeah, put it on that credit card, but with the knowledge that you already have that $5,000 hard cash in your bank and at the end of the month when your bill comes you pay off pay it off in full and then just the rewards you would get off a five thousand dollar camera would be like a lot of money you know 50 bucks whatever i don't know so you get free 50 bucks so essentially you're getting it to where well i'm not trying to make this show about finances sorry but i guess it all relates (laughs) but yeah so that's a huge one there um Anyway, I'll go. I'm sick. Did I say I was sick? I told you I was sick already. And that's kind of why I might uh, hit a wall in my train of thought. But, sorry. <laughs> why do I keep saying sorry? Okay, so these, these things all, let's see, my stupid list is uh, things not to go on cheap on. So, some things, 
it's worth the investment to to just buck up pay pay the painful you know higher rate than others out there just because the quality trumps the gamble i guess you could say or or the risk that you're going to get cheap stuff um and these are things i've been burnt on well not all of them but some of them so the first one i have is just sliders i know sliders isn't a big thing now anymore people people use them for sure but they were really big seems five years ago not so much anymore but any regardless people are still doing it for sure but for 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 sliders i've gone through i think three sliders my first one was a cheap chinese like thirty dollar slider that was like pretty long i don't 30 something inches and that one always gave me problems it was never smooth it was really long it didn't compact anything it was like an actual like 30 inches of metal just total pain in the ass to back away never was smooth ever and someone stole it from me from at a wedding it was just gone 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 never saw it again i didn't even contact the bride because i'm like eh, it's a 30 dollar slider like whatever um let them live with the guilt of you know <laughs> that they stole it it's more about the joke being on them because it was such a piece of shit it was almost like a favor they did for me <laughs> but i i suffered once again by getting another slider that was slightly cheap but it was okay a little bit okay it was like the generic version of the eldecron um you know sorry i forget the name of these things but it's kind of it's kind of one where they're about 19 inches wide and and they slid on a like uh on itself you know what i mean it kind of had an extendable thing anyway it was always bouncy and bumpy it was heavy even though it was more compact physically it was heavy it was a lot of metal so to do two sliding shots in a 12 14 hour day to carry this metal thing around all day was just pointless so I ended up getting the, um, after that, a small, like, 9-inch Pro-Aim Wigo, or whatever it's called. And it's a little slider that's, um, just a flat piece of metal with little, two little, like, wheels in it that turn by this kind of rubber band. I don't know how it works mechanically, but I brought that all through my whole summer last year and i carried it it's not that heavy but i carried it the whole summer and i not until the end of this season i was on my last wedding in the fall or whatever and i realized oh my god i didn't even use this once <laughs> all summer that whole year last year i didn't use it once i carried it around in my bag in my back and whatever and it's i didn't use it once i was like oh my gosh so anyway, if you're really into sliders, you know you really like them. You're going to use them a lot, and they're going to be something that you want to definitely have in your videos. Um, great. Buy a nice slider because I've went through three, and each one was a train wreck. The other one was very mediocre, and the last one I just didn't even use at all because I was over it. So, <laughs> you know, the 
I think Elder Crone sliders are awesome, and they're not. I mean, they're they're three hundred bucks, four hundred maybe. You know, so just know that if that if that's what you want to invest in, it's worth skipping the the three cheapos you're gonna buy. Next one's audio cables. This one is a uh, something that'll burn you hard if you get cheap audio cables. If you're you're on eBay or something and you see like oh fifty you know twenty cents for this cable, nice. <laughs> Like there's a reason it's twenty cents and not twenty dollars. And for wedding filmmaking, your cabling is really minimal. Um it really is just an XLR cable or a quarter inch cable or an RCA cable or an eighth inch cable. And you don't even need all those because you could just buy adapters. It's kind of what I do. I just have one long XLR cable and I have everything adaptable to that and it makes it really simple and easy so I have everything I need except essentially just one cable cable um, as far as patching into the DJ for sound for speeches or patching in for the ceremony um, but if you buy cheap cables you're gonna get a lot of bad ground issues and buzzing breaking anyway um, not too much of a tech nerd but that's it audio cables are, are definitely worth buying nice ones for and don't get cheap on them because they'll burn you they burned me and so it's just such few items anyway of part of your whole gear it's just like those few adapters that you have plus one cable maybe two like just buy a nice one that's it i mean it's, it's like a matter of yeah twenty dollars as opposed to the three dollar ones that you that are cheap so Anyway, um, gimbals and glide cams, those are things that are really annoying when, if you buy a cheap one. And anyone that has bought one probably knows that it's just like, when you, it really, you really get what you pay for when it comes to those. I've bought down to like a $40 gimbal. Or, no, it was like a glide cam. It's like a cheesy fake looking. You know, it looked like a J or something, and it, and it had a little weight at the bottom, and never balanced, never, <laughs> total waste, utter total waste of money and time, and um, now they're starting to have, like, really awesome uh, five-axis gimbals, you know, like the Zion Crane, and the, uh, the um, Ronins, or whatever, and those are really becoming awesome and they're affordable too i mean re uh relevantly relevantly is that the word sorry my brain's out of it relevant that's not the word i'm looking for relevant relevant no not relevant <laughs> relatively <laughs> oh man i'm out of it okay sorry they are relatively cheap, maybe 500 bucks. That's what I got my uh, Zion Crane for, I think. Um, but when you get those cheap ones, man, it it is so much more of a headache than it is good. Um, the next one I wrote down, computer. I don't know why, because you can buy a decently cheap computer to do the job that you want. But I guess, I don't know why I wrote that, sorry, I just, I didn't, 
I don't, I did. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's just like a cheap computer is obvious. You know, your, your specs are going to be less. And if you're shooting 4K or something, you got to figure out, okay, am I going to edit this or edit using proxies? Or am I going to, you know, really need this or that? Because you don't. Some people, sometimes, it just depends on what you're doing. Sorry, I don't know. I just wrote that down. Um, other things like not to go cheap on is like second shooters. Like you could get an assistant, you know, high school assistant to help you schlep things around. But if you want a second shooter that's shooting stuff that's good, then um, it's just basically going to cost you. <laughs> You're going to want to vet someone that's really good, has good work, knows what they're doing, and not isn't just there for some minimum wage kind of thing and doesn't care and i know and i know that you can't get second shooters to kind of like what you're doing as far as your business and being passionate about you running your business but you can get people at least caring enough about what they're doing like i'm here to do a good job and kick ass at it and i'm getting paid good so i kind of owe it to the guy you know if you pay someone ten dollars an hour and expect them to be kicking ass and shooting creative awesome stuff it's just first of all they're going to be using your gear maybe with you and they have no idea how to work your gear and so they're gonna they could mess up your gear um by just not knowing and that's not their fault but if you get a real pro so to speak they're gonna know they're gonna probably have their own gear for one and then two you're gonna work it out you're gonna game plan and talk and communicate hey what's this for this what do you where do you want me to be for here and what what focal length do you want me to be and um so there's that so and here's some things that are okay to be cheap on my little list of things that i think that you can go cheap on and this is me being a frugal guy i live my life very frugal and I enjoy it very much because I don't see the need for so much crap in the world. And so it's nice. It's nice to sometimes, but all the stuff that I listed have burnt me. So sometimes it's not nice to to, to go to the dollar store. (laughs) The dollar store can either be just like beautiful or it's like, what is this? This is totally piece of crap and I, you know you could have got something better even at walmart for cheaper or whatever so anyway let me go ahead and tell you sorry i'm just so sick i don't know why i'm doing this with so sick but i thought i'd want to get them out there because i'm on itunes and google play and all that so it's kind of cool that i'm just like have um some motivation there Okay, anyway, things that are okay to go cheap on are lenses. I know. Yes. Go ahead and boo-boo. Boo me now for the lens freaks out there. For for lenses, there is exceptions. So I don't want to just say, buy a cheap lens and you'll be happy. But there are definitely, if, if you want to, if, if you're starting out... Not even starting out. You know what? I take that back. Even if you're a pro that's been shooting for 19 years, if you don't recognize and acknowledge that some awesome vintage M42 
Russian lens from 1980 is awesome and the value of it, uh, then you should you should know that. And those lenses are 30 bucks on eBay. They're they're so cheap and they're really cool. They have a really interesting kind of look to them. Uh, has a vintagey look, so that's a lens to buy. Those are thirty bucks, forty bucks. Um, Super Tukamar. What's the other one? Uh, there's a couple other ones. Sorry, I'm not in. I didn't, I didn't write out suggestions or anything. Um, but I was thinking of another one. Anyway, there, there's a bunch of old vintage lenses to buy that, for video, are f- great and they're fine. And it, so when we're doing video. It's it is different when it come when it's as opposed to photography. Like photographers need to zoom in four hundred percent and look at the corner of their photo and make sure that that's not soft. You know, when it comes to video and filmmaking, or as far as weddings go, no bride, nobody is gonna care at all about the corners of your like screen. They're not even going to notice. So lenses like old vintage lenses or even just the ones that are current and they're new lenses, they're pretty cheap. And you can buy them three, four hundred bucks and they're decent. And people buy, and I know like pro, pro, pros, they look, because you got to, you know, got to remember I'm not like Mr. Studman Pro here, so... I'm kind of the middle guy, so I kind of see those pros that spend three grand on a fucking lens. I just, like, roll my eyes. I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) I mean, it's more, to me, seems like an ego boost than it does actual upgrade of your quality of filmmaking. Because I don't... I could never imagine spending three grand on a lens. I just never will, and I it's not happening. So, the lenses they make now are great. Three to four hundred bucks. You can also get all manual like cine lenses like Samyang or Rokinon. Those are awesome. And those are literally like I think I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for my eighty five millimeter one point five and I still have it, you know, three years later. <laughs> Looks amazing. Um so when it comes to video it is there are definitely exceptions with lenses that it is okay to go cheap on and buy the cheaper stuff. I mean, they even have some other, like, Seven Artisans, I think, as a brand. They have cheap lenses that are, like, 100 bucks, you know, for an 85 or 55 or even a 35 or something. But they're somewhere around 100 bucks For video, totally fine. So there it is. Someone might disagree with me, but that's okay. Um, you can go cheap on tripods. People have a... A lot of people that do the... Uh, I gotta have my man Frodo $600 tripod. And I get how they want to be professional and want to have a good stable tripod that's durable and they can count on it. But it's unnecessary. Sorry. <laughs> it's just this. I have two cheap tripods. Um, they're Benro tripod, tripods. And I think they, I think they were maybe a hundred bucks, not even. And they're sturdy, they're lightweight, they're awesome. Never let me down once. 
and I think they were maybe a hundred bucks. You know, when I look at these Manfrotto tripods that are six hundred bucks, I'm just I can't believe like people would spend that. Um, so this is this is a frugal rant, but I think tripods are you're totally okay to go cheap on. But there's an exception with that. I mean, you don't want to buy the kind of like twenty five dollar tripods that are at Best Buy or something. <laughs> you know, some weird no name brand that doesn't is clearly kind of meant for a kid or just clearly just cheap plastic um some of those are definitely gonna hose you or could i mean i'll admit actually my the tripod that did the best for me just broke a few, a few months ago and i had it i had it for four years and all it was was a ten dollar tripod <laughs> i got lucky at a pawn shop so you know but the kind you can buy at Best Buy or some, or like, you know, you're at Albertsons or something and there's some, for some weird reason they're selling tripods. <laughs> Watch out for those. Those aren't the kind of cheap I'm talking about. Go to B&H and type Benro or type um, other brands that are, I mean, you can, for a hundred bucks you can get a tripod that just kicks ass. Sorry. Um, other things to get it okay to get cheap on is drones. People are buying like, those drones that are six thousand dollars and the image is great and great i mean but what percentage of people are getting those ten thousand dollar weddings booked you know what i mean most of everybody doing this is they're they're sitting pretty at three thousand dollar weddings so it's like why would i buy a six thousand dollar drone for you know my three thousand dollar weddings it just doesn't make sense <laughs> um all the drones they make now are t have good quality most of most of them are 4k so even the ones that are 1080p like a spark or a dji uh even a mavic air i think is 4k but those are maybe 800 bucks now and for drones that's cheap sparks or even sparks i mean i know the image is you know kind of whatever but if you can work with it and color it in a slightly cool way nobody's ever gonna know that you went cheap on it and to me it's hard to justify something that's literally two seconds of video in your films <laughs> i mean most drone shots to me for me the way i work Maybe just two shots, you know, two drone shots. Each of those are two seconds long. Like, I'm not going to invest six grand in something that's such a tiny percentage of the footage that we actually capture. And I know that this whole thing is, you know, people could disagree on, but this is how I roll. Um, camera bodies you can go cheap on. I mean, I bought, man, I bought a $250 Canon body once and it's still when i think back i look back and they're just thinking back it's still the best image of some of the footage i've ever shot <laughs> and it was just a 250 dollar canon body and cam camera bodies are so they're up being upgraded so much and so often that it's so quick for you to think that they're obsolete and not good anymore 
but it's like the complete opposite. It's like everything is so good now that you just stay if you if you buy every piece of gear camera body wise that is two years old it's sort of like buying a used car that's two years old you're you're much you're gonna want to do that way more than you'd buy a brand new car (laughs) because 20 percent of a car's value dies the moment you drive it off the parking lot same with camera bodies you know you buy the nice four thousand dollar camera body great good for you but in a year that body is going to be completely surpassed by some new camera body that's half the price and better qual- and better features, more features, and probably better quality. Um, so buying older camera bodies is I, is beautiful. It's awesome. It's great. Go cheap on it. Because at this point, we're all just, everyone's shooting 1080 video. And it's, there's not like, you know, the only thing I would say is like if you find some camera that's, shoots 480p or 720 it's yeah don't buy those like (laughs) stick in the 1080 world because that's going to be around for a long time so anyway hope that makes sense uh things that are okay to go cheap on as well and and this is all me this is all my lifestyle the way i work it's marketing it's advertising and i might do a whole show on on that but I have literally never spent one penny on advertising. And I get plenty of weddings booked. Plenty. For me. Every year. I, I, you know, I'm not the type of company that needs to film 50 weddings a year. If that's your game, good for you. And you might want to rock that marketing some, some more. But for me, and I'm always totally happy just doing a good 20 weddings a year. I don't need marketing. I don't need advertising. It's a waste of money. Places like the Nodder Wedding Wire is an utter, it's an insane, utter, total waste of money to me, for me. It's, it's, I mean, it's, you couldn't spend your money on, on worse things (laughs) because I get those referrals. I get, I get the simple Google searches, you know, the SEO, all the things you can do that are totally for free to be found and, and be in front of the eyes of brides have just always worked for me. And a lot of that's just being a cool person to work with. And, you know, you share information with the photographer or the planner. And they always refer you to somebody or just wedding brides, like bridesmaids or whatever. You know, they're, they're always a thing. You know, if you're, if you're shooting someone's wedding and they have 10, 12, 15 people on the bridal party... <laughs> Chances are pretty big one of those girls or guys are going to be are getting married the next year. So, and all that is just referral stuff. That's not marketing. That's not that's just being cool on the day of and just being awesome to work with and talk to and people liking you. And that's pretty simple. That's my marketing plan. Is just be cool, be nice, <laughs> uh, and that'll get that gets you farther than it is paying thousands to some company or google adwords this is just my experience and my thoughts i know other people's totally disagree um and they might find total value in investing in facebook ads or google ads or whatever but nope for me i think it's totally okay to go cheap on marketing and advertising never spent a penny on it and i get weddings 
booked every year, no problem. So I just don't think that that's a thing, needing anything. Next one is CRMs, which is what? Customer, what is that name? Of that? I don't know. What, I don't forget what the name of that. Sorry, is sorry, but CRMs are programs like 17 Hats or what is it? HoneyBook or um, all those really cool websites. I'm not saying they're not cool, but they organize all your weddings for you and they send out you know, emails if it's needed, if if it's all in queue to be, you know, triggered to be sent, it does it for you, and it does payments for you, I mean, these things are awesome, I'm not knocking how awesome they are, but, like, I'm just saying the name of the show, it's, this is one of the things that's okay to go cheap on, I think, you, if you know what you're doing, and you're an organized person, like I am, just Google works, Google Docs, Google, you know, emails, organizing folders, um, setting reminders on your phone works just fine for me. So to me, these these things are awesome. I hear. <laughs> I don't have any experience with them. But I've seen videos and people talking about them. And, and uh, so they're awesome. It's not about that. It's just about necessity. I don't need them. It's not that hard to talk to 20 couples throughout a whole year, like to me. Um, so that's where I'm at. If you, you know, if you have a business model that does 60 weddings a year, yeah, I could see how you get confused. I get confused sometimes, but it, it's a simple, it's as simple as just reading through some older emails with that person um, to be like reminded. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's Stacy. Stacy was talking about. She's got a, uh, you know, a grandmother with a missing arm and don't shoot that missing arm or what, you know, <laughs> uh, dark joke, but whatever you get it. Um, I just find that those things are expensive as shit too, though. I mean, to me, this is for me, to me, they don't even come close to reaching a price point that where I'd say, okay, not at all. Uh, they're like 50 bucks a month or 80. I don't know. I forget what the numbers are. But every time I've seen them, I'm like, nope, I'm good. No thanks. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> so I, I do wish they would get lower their prices a little bit. So anyway, um, other things, and this is a big one I might just do a whole show on, is lic- licensed music. Like, I think it's okay to get, to. I think you can get licensed music for a good deal or a cheaper, a cheap price. Especially the models they have now that are subscription-based and more of a monthly payment plan instead of buying individual songs for 60 bucks because that was torture for me to do. The first couple years was torture to buy a $60 or, or a couple $60 songs for each wedding. Like It was just, that was eating away at my profits. Um, but licensed music now, it's okay, like you can go to soundstripe you can go to artlist um the io some of these companies are awesome and cheap as hell for what you're doing um some and i think um music bed just started a one that's pretty cheap it's like 79 a month for wedding videographers and i've yet to explore this but they have another option for youtubers but if you're uploading your films to YouTube, then you can just say, I'm using this music for YouTube. 
I mean, I don't, I'm not fully getting the dif- the difference of those two plans because the YouTube monthly plan, I think is $9.99, like 10 bucks a month or something crazy. Um, so I, I don't get how that works and I'm still working. I'm still trying to figure out like, is it okay? To me, it seems okay that if you're buying the licensed music for when you upload and you deliver to YouTube to your clients, then that's exactly what you're using the music for. You're not using it for anything else. And I think when they're referring to those wedding videographers that are 80 bucks a month, they're talking more about like people that are have huge followings and much more high subscription, you know, subscribers and um so I think we can get away I think I can get away with that. I'm not sure. I'm not trying to I mean if I I'm not trying to do anything shady. It just seems to me like the ten dollar a month plan is anyway, sorry. I was just thinking. I don't know about that. But licensed music is, is much cheaper now and that's nice. And you can you can if you if you look hard enough and do a good enough job, you can find decent, decent music. Um and not pay $60 per song. That is just insane to me. It's always been insane. It was torture at first, but now I'm doing sub, you know, annual subscription stuff, so each song is really a couple bucks maybe if that, you know, if I did the math, but so anyway, don't let those $60 songs um don't make don't make the the world think that you have to buy a $60 song for a wedding film. <laughs> um, it's just silly. There's workarounds. Anyway, and then, and then another list I did was computers uh, and monitors and speakers. So some of that stuff you can go cheap on. I know that I put that in the what not to go cheap on, but that's a whole computer thing that's not worth... Um, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, I don't... I have a $50 pair of speakers, sound just fine. When I'm mixing, the only time you need to like really care about the quality of your speakers is when you're mixing and EQing like a lav mic or just doing a mixing. And I have headphones for that, uh, you know. And I, it, even those headphones are fairly cheap, but they're Sennheiser, Sennheiser headphones. And so I put those on when it really matters. But when you're just dinking around, listening to raw footage and editing and cutting things together and you don't need nice speakers you don't need even a monitor you don't need this awesome 4k big monitor that's 900 dollars. you're fine just getting a 1080 whatever hundred dollar thing and i know people always want to like uh i don't know what it's called you know it's like color correcting your monitor you know putting making sure the colors are right and there's this tool you can buy to make sure your monitors have the right color. It's just all of it is so silly and nonsense. Like, as far as if you ask me, this is my second look at wedding films. <laughs> uh, that was cheesy. But, hey, to me, this is my view. And, uh, yeah, you don't need any of that stuff to be fancy. If you have that creative part of you that kicks ass, all that other stuff doesn't matter. You're going to be able to do just fine because any, any monitor you buy now is going to be fairly close 
I mean, that of the colors that you you shot on your camera. It's not like all of a sudden blues become, you know, yellows or something. Anyway, some of that stuff you can totally go cheap on. And PC computers themselves are pretty cheap and you can go you can go cheap on some parts of them too. Anyway, don't want to go too much into detail with that cuz uh I'm not a computer guy too much. And I am sorry if I'm not giving you too much information on that, but that was kind of the whole purpose of this show anyway. Was just to talk about some shit and my experiences and stories. I think my next episode will be um, telling some stories. I have some things written in, just just funny, fun stories about wedding filmmaking, and just to look back at at, at some of those these situations I've been in that are just <laughs> it's one of those situations you fall in and where you you think of it at the time in your mind. You're like, "Wow, this one's for the books." <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna do a show on that, and. Uh, so anyway, everything I'm saying here is just kind of my perspective of stuff. And it's, you know, people are a little bit more PC about a lot of that. What to do or what not to do. And um, this is what's worked for me. Whatever. Anyway, I'm sick of shit. I'm going to go back to bed. Thanks for listening if you'd have. Wow. That would be pretty cool if you're at this point. Because I wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to send an email, um, let me know, you know, whatever. Uh, the email is secondlookpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm now officially on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play or Google Music, whatever it is. Uh, I finally officially got accepted for all of those. Like, So hopefully you should be able to find me. But if you're listening to the show, you've already found me. So, you know, that doesn't really help, does it? <laughs> Promoting something that you've already found. That's funny. Anyway, I'm on all of those things. And anyway, yes. So email me if you want. And I uh, hope this was helpful or not as probably not as fun as some of the other ones I'll have where I just tell stories or talk. But I just made a little list that hopefully you'll benefit from as far as what to spend money on or what not to spend money on so thanks a bunch thanks for listening have a good day and take care i'll see you next time all righty bye